Do we have any like kind of fun taken themed intro for this episode? Probably not. You do a Liam Neeson impression. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Dude, no one who to do a podcast. Yeah, I don't have one either. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Well, I feel like it. Maybe it's tough. Maybe it's tough, but maybe we also just suck shit at impressions. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast for like five years and we still don't have a Vin Diesel down very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a chameleon anyway, so he's it's tough to really, yeah. <laughs> you can't nail him down. <laughs> Except for that one song where he sings, he's like, feel like I do. Like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty that's good, good, right? One. That's a good one. Okay. Um, this is No One Likes a Tuna podcast. Uh, uh, we have a particular set of skills. It's not podcasting, I'll tell you that. But it is watching the Fast and Furious movies. One a week, every week, talking about it. Uh, except for when we get through all of them. We watch the 10 canonical Fast and Furious movies, and then we do something in between each cycle. So this week, uh, we are watching... 2008 blockbuster action action feature taken mm-hmm. you're gonna be taken um i just finished this movie that's why we needed to record a little late mm-hmm. i i just literally two minutes ago capped it all so yeah i watched it in two parts um ac- mm-hmm. across what was that maybe a what today's wednesday maybe a, i did a monday tuesday watch um, I went mm-hmm. to sleep when Liam Neeson went to sleep. Um, there's a part of this movie is that he's a poor physical specimen. Okay. I think that's part start- of the charm of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we start off, he is in uh, LA in his apartment mm-hmm. and the guy has a bad back. Mm-hmm. He's got so many pillows supporting himself on this, on a soggy ass couch yeah. which he has fallen asleep on while eating Chinese food by himself. Yeah. All right. And he gets tired. Okay. He's visibly oh, yeah. tired. Like from the moment <laughs> of the entirety of the movie, he's yawning. He's barely on the edge of consciousness. Uh, and yet he's persevering to, uh, to get ahead. Also his hair looks terrible. He's in bad shape. Oh, he's in horrible shape. He's in horrible shape. So, um, yeah, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Um, well, Liam Neeson plays Brian Mills, who mm-hmm. is like an ex something. Um, yeah, sort of like a. Um, did you work for the CIA, or is he just like an independent like torture ex- dude? I think he's just like ex special forces, like or like mm. mercenary group, you know, something like obviously horrible but righteous in the 2008 America, the height of the Iraq War sort of world, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he has an ex-wife who's played by Famke Jansen. Um, notably, she played. She's had many roles over the years. She played. Uh, Gene Gray in those X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. He also played, oh, 
Ivana, what's her name, in Goldeneye, which is where I first saw her. Oh, Ivana Humpalot? No, I don't think it's Ivana Humpalot. I don't <laughs> think that's her name in that movie. <laughs> I think that's from Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like Austin Powers making fun. Oh, yeah. She's the one who does the like jujitsu. Zenya on the top is her Zenia name. Zenya on the top. Yeah, she does the jujitsu um, choke out, like thigh choke out. She does that. Pierce Brosnan. Yep. 007 over here. Yep. 100%. So that's Famke Jansen. Um, Famke Jansen's character, turns out, is a fucking nag, dude. <laughs> like a real bummer whose mm-hmm. sole purpose is to just give Liam Neeson a hard time. <laughs> uh like a lot of you weren't there when she you know was growing up he's trying to reconnect with his daughter Mm -hmm. you weren't there when she was growing up you weren't blah 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 blah. it's a little bit like um hey leave the guy alone (laughs) we're supposed to feel that way i feel right right Right. and lenore is now has now remarried to a rich Rich guy named steward 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 or steward Stuart. Stuart. Um, Stuart seems like, you know, a regular rich douchebag, but like well-meaning, but like rich. Mm-hmm. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, well, I guess like, should we go like overall impressions of what you thought about this movie? First of all, uh, wait, sure. actually, before we do that, yeah, I do want to mention one of the all-time great posters. Like the Taken poster is really like an amazing thing. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, is it just a side profile? Of it's a side. Liam it's a Neeson? like black and gray side profile of Liam Neeson mm-hmm. with the words of like listen carefully. <laughs> it's like the speech <laughs> that he says is like running down. Look up Taken poster. It's uh-huh. incredible, man. Um, yeah, I really think. It's one of the all-time greats. All right. So I'm seeing one here. It just says Liam Neeson taken. Um, he's wearing an um, no, oversized suit. Oh, I see yeah. it now. I don't know who you are, but if you don't let my daughter go, I will find you. I will kill you. Taken. An incredible poster. <laughs> <laughs> An incredible poster. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of hype around this movie. This movie, I feel like, was a huge surprise hit back in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. movie, <clears throat> I don't know. What are your overall thoughts first before we get into that? Um, I mean, good watch. I think it held up in a way that I was not expecting for a movie of this age. I thought it was going to be like watching some of these old transporter movies, which were terrible. Yeah, uh, if you haven't, uh, if you're interested on our takes, our, our sort of in-depth takes on how bad those transporter movies are, you can listen to our mm-hmm. Patreon, patreoncom slash No one likes it to podcast. But um, is um, it worth? Yeah, is it worth also um, pointing out? I, I'm assuming the reason why this came up on our in-betweener is because it was directed by was this Pierre Morel, also worked on by Robert Kamen, who worked on the transporter. No, is that why this is on there. No. That's not why that's on there. Although that's interesting. This movie yeah. is very French also. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. extre- extremely French. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
not that it's just like it is set in Paris, but uh, we've talked a lot about what constitutes sort of this wave of French action movies and like the birth of the the Luc Besson and the um, that kind of stuff. Um, I think this came up. We were talking about this on one of our episodes. This cycle, we were talking mm-hmm. about Taken. And so I just threw it on the uh, in-betweener poll and they got voted on. So we're doing it. Um, uh, Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the movie is like good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Basically. I think like it doesn't just hold up. Like this movie is engaging and good. And one of the reasons I think is like the script is really tight and really good. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the weakest part is the beginning it stumbles a little bit starting off. We do this whole thing where he goes and protects this singer, which even that has payoff in the end, you know, throughout and like, but it's also the, the singer, he takes a job as a bodyguard for a singer for a night. And that whole sequence is really to show us his set of skills, right? Mm -hmm. Like that he can like kick an ass and stay calm under pressure, stay calm under pressure and kick some ass and like, do what he needs to do to take care of business. Mm-hmm. Now, I think in 2008, this was really running on the novelty of Liam Neeson being not young, mm-hmm. not old, but not young. I don't know how old he is in 2008. We should maybe find that out. But there, yeah. in, he's in his early 50s. I'd say somewhere around early to mid fifties. Yeah. 52 mm-hmm. born in 52. So he's 56. Okay. And all right. I guess maybe for comparison, um, how old is the old, how old is Tom Cruise now? Yeah. Or 61. maybe one. He's think. in the 60s. 60. No, he just turned 60. Okay. Tom did. So, so he was making Mission Impossible movies also in kind of this. Yeah, also in this range. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like also in his 50s. Well, I do think that's an interesting point you're bringing up mm-hmm. because like there is the novelty, right? Of like not only is Liam old and he's starring in an action movie, but mm-hmm. he's starring in an action movie as a guy who historically like he's really taking a role that's against character mm-hmm. right at this point. I don't really feel like like Liam did some actiony things like there's Rob Roy and there's a couple other things, um, but he was known as like a high profile like British dr- dramatic you know mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. This is Oscar Schindler we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Um, he'd done Dark Man, which I guess is sort of action, Sam Raimi horror, you know, but. Um, yeah, like Michael Collins, which is a drama about the formation, like the IRA, a famous like historical, you know, historical drama, mm-hmm. serious actor. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, take him. Let's do it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of speculation about why. Mm. Okay. Um, and. Well, I guess there wasn't that much speculation about why take him. But I think there was much more speculation about why Taken 2 and why mm-hmm. Taken 3 and mm-hmm. why, um, you know, the Rifleman or whatever the fuck it was called and what why Run All Night and why 
all the why did Liam Neeson suddenly at 56 years old completely change his the character of his career? Um uh and so the theory I've heard. I don't know if you can tell me if this is right or wrong. His wife, mm-hmm. Natasha Richard, he was married to a woman named Natasha Richardson for a long time. Mm-hmm. She died in a horrible, tragic skiing accident in 2009. And the rumor I have heard is that Liam, you know, obviously was upset about that, but also sort of he had youngish to teenage sons at the time and kind of decided to like, I'm going to make as much money as humanly possible to take care of these boys for the rest of their entire life. You know what I mean? So like, we don't have to worry about it or they don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about anything. And like, I don't know if that is his emotional response. I have no thoughts on the appropriateness of that emotional response. I can't Mm -hmm. even imagine the like horrific, you know, emotional turmoil you have to go through if your spouse dies, you know, Um, but that's that's the sort of rumor ever. Have you ever heard that? Um, I I think I have. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, uh, I mean, Keanu Reeves in a similar um situation. Isn't like oh yeah, part of what makes you know part of his characters and why they're um I don't know kind of like sad but motivated in his movies is because of based on you know real life yeah didn't he have a girlfriend die or something i think so yeah. i think yeah. so so i mean yeah i think the result of it i mean in liam liam Neeson's case is a you know dramatic shift but also a successful one a mixed um, bag of success yeah, i would bag. say but no it's <laughs> successful financially for liam Neeson. i'm sure yeah. Like if that was his goal, which I'm not saying it is, I don't have any insight into Liam's, you know, whatever, but I'm he, he was successful in that goal. Mm-hmm. Um what it did do, I think, is launch like a sort of cottage industry of old guys <laughs> as action stars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's any doubt that um like the John Wicks are sort of born out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Penn tried to make a run of this with a movie called like The Gunman or whatever, which is not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jeff Bridges really has tried to do this a few times, uh, especially right now. He's in a series on Hulu called like The Old Man or something where he plays. A... Have you I think I was. I think I was just right after I finished this movie. I was served that. As a hey, you just watched taking like I did you like, watch this watch movie Jeff on Because I watched I it did. on Hulu. Yeah. So yeah. I watched this movie on Hulu. <laughs> it also was like because you like taking. And uh-huh. I also think there's um there's you know, there's to me, there's no doubt that the expendables series came out of this as well, basically. Hmm. Yeah. Where um that's a little bit different because like all those guys basically were known as action stars in their youth and are now sort of reprising that oeuvre or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically to me, that's, that's it. 
right? Like there would be no expendables or market for expendables if Taken wasn't there because Taken, Daryl, had a reported budget of $25 million Mm -hmm. and made $226 million worldwide. Whoa. An absolute fucking insano multiplier. Mm -hmm. I mean, it made 145 domestic, Uh right? That's like a six times multiplier, basically. That is fucking crazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um or it's not sorry it's not it's opening was 24 so yeah it's about six six um that's like bonkers right Mm -hmm. so it really is no wonder that like all this stuff started getting greenlit after this like oh wow there's a really this really tapped into something um that we hadn't touched on before Mm -hmm. now yeah yeah and i mean if i think about you know what is what is it about this movie that really sets it apart from a lot of these other discardable action movies sure and to me it's all about the confidence moves all right and liam neeson in this case is the only one i think that could sell it in this movie confidence moves in you know going into the going into the trap house Right, talking, pretending he is uh, Jean Claude. He wears the leather jacket, and he's chatting up all of these uh, guys. The leather here. jacket is a stroke of costuming. Genius. Oh my goodness! He talks his way all the way up to the, all the way up to the uh, coffee table, insults the coffee, is is conning all these dudes, and like, it's it's that scene above even the, the combat and the phone call. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I you totally know? agree. Yeah. And a lesser and a lesser actor, I think, is not effective at selling that sort of move. Yeah. And and like it's he when he gets the guy to like read the sentence of like good luck, <laughs> and it like flashes back to his phone call at him like like it's been seared into his brain so hard that he uh-huh. recognizes the voice immediately. Yeah. That it just work. It just works, right? Yeah. Like it just works. And Liam fucking sells this movie. I mean, like, there's no doubt in my mind. Liam is like giving a full on grade A performance as like mm-hmm. a great actor of his time, um, and nailing everything that he needs to nail about this character in a very efficient way. You know, like there's some setup. The singer shit happens. They go to Paris. They get fucking taken. You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. there's not, not there's not a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna come rescue you. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. The other, yeah, the other, like, I think parallel scene to the, um, to the move in the trap house. I think was the scene where he shows up at Jean Claude's apartment and is, you know, about to have dinner with his wife. It's like talking to the kids and. The way he's able to both seem, um, uh, you know, extremely threatening yeah. to Jean-Claude. They're all trying to put on the face, but yeah. he's also, you know, he's shown over the court, however long he's been in there, no no sign of anything being wrong. He's charming. Kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He puts on and the charm. He puts on the menace. He puts on and whatever he needs to put on at the current time. He, he's got it, right? Mm-hmm. Um no, I, I I think he's like legitimately good in this movie. It's like a good performance from mm-hmm. him. I think it's excellent. Um, have you ever seen any other 
like this is a genre and it's weird that like this is a genre sort of not into itself but like it's not a genre of like really old guy action the old guy action movies have sort of died out except for <laughs> specifically the genre of Liam Neeson old guy action movies mm-hmm. that are weirdly chained together in a way but are not like sequels or you know they're not they don't have anything to do with each other mm-hmm. for the most part except for Taken 2 and 3 right have you seen any of the other ones so I don't think I have now I'm remembering what we talked about early in the season we were talking yeah. about the commuter and the commuter yeah 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 <laughs> that makes sense for the theme of our podcast Mo- mm-hmm. going moving forward yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 um i've seen i would say a number of them mm-hmm. they are of varying quality yeah yeah i'm i'm looking at like his imdb now and just trying to sort of run through it like he really doesn't I mean, you know, 2009, 2010, he does some stuff. They're sort of action adjacent, Clash of the Titans. He does the A-Team, which, like, is an action movie, but he's not doing a lot of kicking ass. He's doing a lot of, like, flying stuff and ordering people around in that movie. Um, You know, the Chronicles of Narnia, he plays a fucking lion or whatever. Um, But then it's, like, unknown... Okay. Maybe watch that. The Gray is not an action movie, although I think people were expecting it to be. I like that, that movie. A lot. Yeah, the movie's good. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, and then we got the Dark Knight Rises, which is just reprising his role. Taken two in 2012. Mm-hmm. We do the second taken. The third person, not a movie I've heard of ever. Nonstop. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's 2014. Didn't Nonstop and Commuter come out like almost back to back? I'm not sure when the Commuter is. I think there was a period of time where he had like two or three back to back movies that had, you know, action packed single single word titles. Yeah. And at the time I was in theaters and I just could not tell the difference between what was what. Um, so it's not the commuter because the commuter comes out in 2018. Mm-hmm. But there is like a year of 2015 where you get you get a walk among the tombstones. Mm-hmm. You get taken three in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then right after, I think it was like a January or February release was uh oh, we got a dog. Um, I got a dog over here. Yeah. Sorry, one moment. No, it's cool. Yeah. Should I leave it? <laughs> yeah, leave it. <laughs> the dog will calm down. Um, walk among the tombstones. Taken three, and then like right afterwards in 2015, run all night. And run all night is the best one. Okay. Like by a, I mean besides taken one maybe. Run All Night is the best one. It's okay. Great. Nice. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, uh, so that's like was a hot spot of these. He he's popping up in things. 
a little bit from here to here doing little bit parts. He sort of gets in with the McFarlane crowd, like the Seth okay. McFarlane, like Ted and A Million Ways to Die in the West and the Orville and shit. He's popping mm-hmm. up. Then he does Silence in 2016, which is his really only role, like legitimate role. Um, have you ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, it's great. Really Side? Silence? Silence. Silence. Silence? Yeah, it's about um, it's about like priests in the 1600s who try to go to Japan and become missionaries and like have to evade capture. It's weird. It's okay. Martin Scorsese movies. Okay. Uh, Commuter 2018, and then it's like Cold Pursuit. It's so crazy. He made so many of these. Honest Thieves, which I've seen, which is a real piece of shit. The Markman, mm. Marksman, Ice Road, Black. Okay, so he's really picking up the pace with these fuckers in come 20, 2019. 2019 is Cold Pursuit, Honest Thief, 2020. The Mark Marksman, 2021. Ice Road, 2021. Blacklight, 2022. Memory, 2022. Wow. And let me see if he's got any coming up. Probably about 12 of them. Okay, so you've seen a couple in retribution this. Wow. in the land of saints and sinners. These are <laughs> these are titles of things that are coming up. Cold storage, uh-huh, thug, uh-huh. the revenger, suspension, crazy. No way, these are all upcoming. These are all upcoming. no way. So, no way. So, I like. Here's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. God bless him. I don't know. God bless him. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, do you, I mean, you've seen a couple of these. Is his is his method changed? Or are we getting the same no, old they're formula? Bad. They're yeah. bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's too old now. Uh-huh. That's the problem. It's like, if he's 56 in 20, 2008, I'm not prepared to do math right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's older than that now. He's, he's 14 years older, so he's 70. Wow. He's 70 years old. Yeah. It's almost like they come up with like four bars of like scary words. They're like, you know what? Be great if Liam Neeson could read these. And then they send it to him and he reads it and they go, all right, let's make a two hour movie out of that. I mean, for real. And the thing about it also is just like, he's so like the the action can't sell anymore like he just can't move i think mm-hmm. i might have talked about this on the pod before but like he just can't move in the way he needs to to sell the action sequences mm-hmm. even if they're interspersing with like a stunt guy you know and cutting around it it's like when it clips back to him and he's supposed to be sort of like cutting out of the motion or into the motion he just he just moves like an old guy you know mm-hmm. and he just like can't sell it very well and it, they're not good. So um, he's also really teamed up with this director, I think, to make these for like mega fucking cheap, basically, who's like down to just make these things super cheap. Um, the director's name is. I'm trying to find it. Whoever directed Honest Thief, Mark Williams. He's directed mm-hmm. a few of these things. And um, like the marksman in Blacklight. I think Mark Williams is he's just fucking 
awful. Doesn't know how to light a scene. Doesn't know how to block a scene. Doesn't know how to shoot a scene. It's just like his coverage is bad. Just like really basic shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, not into that dude. And I'm, it's, I'm, I'm bummed he sort of is teaming up with him a bunch. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they like have a good time together. But yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to offer a point of comparison to mm-hmm. Taken. Um, have you watched this new Ryan Gosling? The Netflix movie, I haven't. Okay, you should watch that one because in the same, yeah, in the same way that Liam Neeson is sort of losing the physicality that it takes to, um, to yeah, to be an action hero. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Gosling's got it. And he's young enough to have a very sort of a long career as a uh as an action dude as an action dude if he wants to so mm-hmm. i watched this a couple of days ago and um were you pleasantly um enthralled by it i was yeah i was but okay. not in a way that made me like disappointed in taken almost the opposite like yeah. i i thought that in watching a modern you know modern shooter video modern modern shooter movie that i might sort of have expectations too high for taken but it only solidifies that Liam Neeson had it going on no he had it going on like that's yeah. for real for real for real he had it going on he hit gold at this moment mm-hmm. in 2008 that just like blew the fuck up you know yeah. he really hit on something and this movie is like tight and good and doesn't need to like be a world beater it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to change everybody's like hearts and minds about the nature of cinema it's just it's like a tight really well acted like and good fight choreography like fun action movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for 25 million bucks it's like man you're never gonna you're not gonna see that again not for a while i'll tell you what that mm-hmm. gray man movie cost 200 million dollars yeah yeah does it look like it cost 200 million dollars Mm, it looks expensive it looks expensive okay this movie looks kind of cheap but like that's sort of its charm is he's kind of cheap he wears like a shitty pleather jacket and runs around paris you know what i mean yeah i really liked i put it down here as practical tactical but Mm. i liked the i like the playback voice recorder as a like very important prop in the movie there's something introspective, but also just like gritty <laughs> so about, <laughs> about recording, <laughs> listening back to it. Like that's also just thing. like something incredibly well-sized to like sit in your hand and contemplate and listen. Like it's a great hand prop. Absolutely. Exactly. So I really like that one. I also really appreciated his cell phone walkie-talkie hack where he was um call, calling jean-claude from a rooftop but he had an extra cell phone walkie-talkie set up uh down the block on a different rooftop i liked the um yeah i just like the way that they were showing that and how sort of both goofy and effective it was at um just the use of technology for totally. this type of underground operation yeah yeah no i'm with you 100 percent um the tech is good. It's like perfect for 2000. It's perfect 2008 tech because it's obviously dated for 2008 also. Mm-hmm. So it like doesn't, when you're watching it in 2022, you're like, you don't get this feeling of like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Look how like old tech everything is. It's like, no, it's like a dude has a flip phone. Like this dude would have a flip phone. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? <would>. Like, <laughs> um, 
the one thing I think that stood out to me that made this, that placed this uh, in the 2000s was that the daughter, Kim, mm-hmm. was following around the U2 world tour. Oh, yeah, I definitely saw that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, that, like, was U2 popular in 2008? Not among 16-year-olds. <laughs> right. I, think, I think, like, it was popular among, like, 48-year-olds, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. cer- certainly not among 16-year-olds. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that's the maybe that's the French influence. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, U two is like a weird. Yeah, it's a weird one. Maybe they could just clear it. Maybe they were just like U two will let us use their name in our in our script. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any much else to say. Like, I have some little nitpicky stuff, but like. This movie's good and people should watch it. And I had a great time watching it. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Can't say that as much, that much is true for the rest of the following Liam Neeson movies. No. The start think, of his action career. I think Taken to Famke Jansen gets taken. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Like the ex wife gets taken and taken two. And then Taken three, I think maybe. I think maybe he gets taken. Do you need to get taken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember, like, pretty sure. Yeah, that seems like the natural progression. I'm not sure if I saw Taken 3. I definitely saw Taken 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, we after we're done with these Stathams, I think maybe we should just go through and watch all these Neesons, you know? Yeah, on the I, like, I like some of these weird other ones i like their um, names you know what i mean like a walk among the tombstones like what's Mm -hmm. that about (laughs) yeah it seems like the type of thing that if i bought a um like a muscle car or a monster truck i might take a one of these movie titles and sticker it all over the place that sounds good man it sounds good um I do want to defend him a little bit. There, he is. He's presented as a very bad gift giver in the beginning of the movie. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's a good gift yeah. giver. First of all, karaoke machine. Number one, good gift. Mm-hmm. You know, I would take a karaoke machine. That sounds like fun. I have a bunch of friends over and sing karaoke. Mm-hmm. Number two, connections to like a famous singer. Great gift, mm-hmm. actually. And number three, rescue from hostages, which is the greatest <laughs> gift of all. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, the good luck scene rules. Liam rules. I think there's a there's an immediate reaction to sort of have pity on Liam Neeson. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's like this, I think there's this like weird like feeling of like what happened to you, dude? Like, why are you doing all this shit? Mm-hmm. Like whatever his reasons and whatever, like rumor or not, whatever his reasons behind doing all these movies. Like, I don't feel, I just feel like, great, man. Like do that. If like there's a market for it and you're making them and you're having a good time and you know, you get paid like, who am I to judge? Like have right. a, have a great time, dude. Yeah. Like maybe once in a while you make a great one. 
but you've got the skills, right? You're recognized in the uh, community as a guy who can act. So do so for as long as you can or would like to. Yeah. Know yourself. Yeah. I mean, I doubt like the process is very conducive to like a garnering a real. I bet they, they shoot these fucking movies in like two weeks. And they're like, <laughs> okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Anyway, my bub. Do you want to do a couple shout outs to get out of here? Mm, I don't know if I have a shout out for today. A shout out. I got one little shout out I'll share. Okay. Um, okay. I had to get my laptop fixed. I took it to an Apple store at the Danbury Fair Mall, which they really need to rename the Danbury Mall now because like the fair is gone. They closed the fair. There used to be a fair outside with like a Ferris mm-hmm. wheel and rides and shit that was open from like spring to fall. Okay. COVID, they closed it. I don't know if it was like part COVID or part recession, part whatever. Like they just couldn't keep it open. Mm-hmm. So the, the fair is gone, permanently closed. So now it's still called the Danbury Fair Mall, but there's no fair. So they should change the name to the Danbury Mall. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's not my shout out. My shout out is... um. I had to get my laptop fixed, took it to the Apple store. They couldn't really fix it there. They like diagnosed it and I had to like, I was like annoyed and they were like, so I was hungry and it was like 8.30 and uh, uh, they were like, well, we're going to try this and we're going to try. And I was like, do whatever, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, do whatever you want. I don't care. Do you want to take it? Like, can I go get a sandwich? Like, please let me leave. So they kept me there for like half an hour. And at the end, they were like, we got to ship it off. Okay. Just fully expecting. But shout out to the Apple Care. They took my computer. They shipped it off. They replaced the logic board. They replaced the whole like housing. They replaced the keyboard. They replaced like, basically, I have a whole new computer except for the screen. Mm-hmm. Zero dollars and zero cents. And they shipped it back to my hotel where I'm living. Wow. It's so, good service. Great service. Great service. Um, I was really happy. It didn't take that long. It took like a week. Mm-hmm. You know, like a week without a laptop. It's been hard, but not that hard. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, shout out to Apple Care. I get it. I'd say pay for it. Yeah. I don't have Apple Care on my phone. But it sounds like something that I should get if I ever buy another like computer or something. Don't you rock a caseless iPhone and you don't have the I Apple have a caseless care? iPhone? No Apple Care. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I launch it, you know. That's great. Pony up, get another one. All right. Um, All right. Okay, I did think of one. It's been flaming hot in New York, but also everywhere. And if I think back to one of my highlights from the past week here, um, it was when I went into my neighborhood burrito spot in Red Mm. Hook, Calexico. And the food is good, but what was really good was how ice cold their air conditioning was. And the contrast between eating Mm. a like a toasted, like a toasted outside carne asada black bean burrito with they have a tray of little hot sauces i was piling on the heat but i was eating it outside 
the contrast between eating that delicious burrito in 90 degree heat and then going inside and getting that full blast of AC mm. was an incredibly memorable experience for me. There's nothing better than like that switch off, the hot to cold switch off. It's like unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So good. I was thinking about it like today. You know, I, it's been blazing, as you said. I'm running around a lot. I also have to get like in a hot ass car a lot of the time because it's just sitting out there in the lot getting sweltering mm-hmm. under the sun. I'm thirsty. I'm trying to drink like a sugar free Red Bull. It's not working. It's not cooling me down. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking coffees, but I don't drink iced coffee. So I'm drinking like hot coffees in a hot car <laughs> on a hot road on a hot day. And I get in the office, and the office is blasting that AC. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's like, oh. my face starts like the sweat. Once I finally stop running from the heat, the sweat mm-hmm. catches up. I start dripping sweat down my face, and then the AC is sort of cooling the sweat on my face. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. And you want it to be cold enough to get your skin, but like, you know, you're already like half drenched on your clothes. Yeah. The cooler it is, the faster that sort of like neutralizes. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Well, shout out to AC. I guess AC at your specific burrito place, which is called what? Colexico. Colexico on Union Street. Okay. Shout out to that specific AC. Um, and if you want to tweet at us, do you want to wrap up the show? Yeah, right. We're done. Tweet at us at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. You can email us uh, no one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. No one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you catch your pods. Please, please do that. Please do that. And if you want to throw us a buck and maybe we'll hear some more of these taken thoughts and more Neeson thoughts. Um, we're going to probably do that later on this year and uh, into next year on uh, patreon.com slash no one likes to do a podcast. Um, that's it for me, Daryl. I think we did a good job. Cycle 24 comes to a close and we're on to 25. Yeah, we're going to watch nine again next week. <laughs> uh-huh. We, just you decided. want to do it backwards? Uh, we're going to do it backwards next week. Backwards sounds good. I was yeah. kind of thinking the same. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so tune in for that and um, onward and backwards. Till next time.